Can can you at everyone? I accidentally put myself in gay baby jail. To <laughs> tell them like that? Did I do? Yes. It? Yeah, you did it. I think I said no to myself by accident, and now I can't post at all in general. <laughs> it's it put, I, I put myself in gay baby jail by accident. I don't. I guess it's timed. I guess I just have to wait. You know what? Fuck you, Discord. I'm in charge here. I'm... So anyway, I'm glad to hear that everyone's chat. doing adequate. I um, made a live show chat. How many? <laughs> Why? Why Discord. did you do that? <laughs> this is going great. I'll put everybody in gay baby jail later. Uh, everybody's in gay baby jail, just spiritually. We had an outline for this. We do, and I have it open. I don't know about you. Where did I put it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here it is. It's called That List is Shit. Shit, yes. (laughs) I found it, everybody. Don't worry. (gasps) Oh, no. Oh, no? I forgot. What? (laughs) Okay, after after we record, Uh um, I'm doing my, my apocalypse bread. Uh, okay. I started a, I got a sourdough starter going yesterday and I forgot it's been 24 hours. I have to feed him. Okay. My sourdough baby. If anyone's following me on Twitter, they've seen pictures of him. He's a sticky, nasty boy named Coral Grimes. And <laughs> on Thursday, he should be ready to go to work. My bread does slap. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> my bread fucking slaps. I made a loaf of, um, it's French, so I'm gonna butcher this horribly i made a loaf of pen de me which is just square bread basically that you make in a pullman loaf pan so it's got a nice crumb it's tender it's got a good crust on it yes long square bread um and it's my family's favorite and half of it is already gone it was like i cut it yesterday at eight and half of it is gone (laughs) so i need to Shore up on my square bread supplies because this is going to be a hot commodity. Yeah, time knows it's up. How do you... Oh, you can't tell me because you're not speaking, but could you spell out the pronunciation of that for me? <laughs> for Because it's spelled like pain de me. Han de me. But then I... But then I have to do like a like a snooty like through my nose like pain de me. Pain de me. Pain de me. Welcome to Bonus Experience. <laughs> yeah. <hi. laughs> Welcome to a very special live episode. <laughs> you know, I meant special like it's a it's an occasion, but we're really the other kind of special today. Aww. <laughs> ah, the unique and, oh, it's so dumb, it's adorable kind of special. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a dog born with a single ear at the top of his head. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Somebody left and then rejoined. I can hear you every time you leave. Like, oh, I guess we're not entertaining enough for that person. <laughs> oh, okay. My timeout has worn off. All right. Great. Okay. Listen, guys, guys, gals, friends, enemies, friends. friends, everyone, Romans, countrymen. Welcome to a very special live episode of Bonus Experience. 
uh, today to stave off the loneliness and isolation of quarantine, we are going to entertain all of you in gay baby jail with a live show. <laughs> who's ready to be, who's ready for the roast? Ah, the uh, you... this, po- this list went up a while ago, actually. Oh, yeah, this is like, old news. It's no longer topical. No, we not have to all. even explain what it is. Uh, you know, since we're we're literally going to roast some really terrible um, game design air quotes advice that was posted on Twitter forever ago, uh, I don't I don't even know if we're going to give that person credit because we're going to be real mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it I, was, I don't know about real mean, but it was going it was going viral in the before times. Yeah, it was definitely from a, an era previous when things were better and brighter. <laughs> when things had the veneer of of fucking working (laughs) with things when we could pretend like maybe everything will be fine. (laughs) That's when this went viral. I'm sorry. This might get a little dark. I'm in Kansas. And if you don't know, Kansas has closed all of its schools. Um, and here too, by the time this episode actually comes out, it will probably be common knowledge that Kansas has also closed literally everything except the grocery stores here too. So, um, I've been trapped with my teenage boys for about two weeks, and, uh, yeah, it's, um, we shaved my youngest's head yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only extrovert in a family full of introverts, and he can't go out to see his friends, and he's coming apart at the seams. Shaved, shaved. Like, first it was the buzz, and then my spouse was joking about, oh, if you want, we can beak you. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I can get a razor and just shave you down to your skin. And he's like, let's do that. So he's now got this like boiled chicken head. <laughs> he looks kind of like uh, Shyamalan's last airbender meets like a very well-fed war boy. <laughs> he's, he's got quite the Luke going on right now. Um, boiled chicken head. Yep. <laughs> he went full Britney. He lost his mind. He went full Britney. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm considering giving myself a buzz cut just because by the time I'm back in the office, it will just be short hair. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we can't, I mean, we can't get haircuts. And, and I need, I need a restart on this. Like, I've just been super lazy and just touching up my undercut forever and not actually cutting the rest of my hair. And honestly, the ends are nasty and I need a haircut real bad. And I think I, I might just buzz it off. I almost went out there and joined him, but everyone in my house was like, don't! So... I, I, my hair yeah. is something that I never really care about that much. So. Now is the perfect time to fuck up your hair, to wear yes. all the makeup that you bought because it was cool but doesn't go with anything you own. Yes. Uh, to experiment with gender expression if you're concerned about other people seeing you and being mean. <laughs> like, if you've always wanted to wear a dress around your house because you think it might be affirming, now's the perfect time to find out whether or not it is. Yeah, man. Like, who's gonna fucking stop yeah. you? Nobody. That's who's who. gonna stop you? Nobody. Unless and you live with some to you like public. shitty people, in which case, I honestly, I have been worried about you. If you're living with right. shitty people, because I yeah. know you can't get out, and my heart mm-hmm. goes out to you, and hopefully, we can help you feel like a little bit better for the next, like, I don't know, hour and a half, whatever. Yeah. I'm for gonna cough however though. Long this don't. Takes. Don't. I, <coughs> I listen. I might okay. cough sometimes, yeah, and I'm I, okay. I, <laughs> I also promise. may cough sometimes because. <laughs> I got a cold, a normal garden variety cold. There's a global the worst pandemic. time to get a cold. There's a global <laughs> pandemic and all I got was this lousy cold. <laughs> Which is, interestingly enough, also a coronavirus. 
Just not that one. <laughs> I would love to go crest punk with Sergeant Dave right now. I think that's my true expression. <laughs> I think that I could really pull off crest punk. I don't have the Rona. St- <clears throat> Stop it. I the last the last three days, at least once a day, I get something in my throat like I fucking inhale some spit or something like an idiot. And I and I have to cough and you can hear everyone in my house, no matter where they are, so they go, huh? <laughs> And I have to go, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I inhaled a piece of donut, okay? I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, we did uh the Exalted Essence devs did a um, interview with the story told on Thursday, and I sounded like hell warmed over. And I was like, it's just a cold. I'm not, I don't even have a fever. Like, I just sound miserable. I don't know why we have to reassure you. It's not like you can catch it over Discord. You know, I think people were just concerned for my health oh, in general. I mean, oh. like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to catch it. It was more, are you okay? And I was like, oh, yes, no. it's just, I, I have nasal congestion. I'm, my cough is very wet. And like no headache, no shortness of breath, no f- no fatigue, no p- body aches, no flu as, as two, I It's just a normal cold. I don't even. As, I'm not. <laughs> as two people with anxiety and ADHD, I need to say that our fucked up brains are uniquely specialized for situations like this. Like I'm even p- pandemics are even one of my like top, like it's it's not even top five. It's like top two fears. Number two is pandemics. And I have been calm as a fucking cucumber because I have been training for this my whole life. I have been I have been hyper-focused and so specifically terrified of this that I have like every contingency plan already available. My constant vigilance is paying off. <laughs> like right? it's not it's not it's not a great way to be, but honestly, no, it's very I could be a lot worse. <laughs> so do we want to start this? Because this is gonna take us. We're gonna it's gonna be a little bit. Yeah, dog. Yeah. And, How about you? and I and I got breads to feed and right, I guess got, children got, too. You have children. I have no responsibilities. So um <laughs> we're we're actually cleaning the house, like, and finally finishing all our unpacking from when we moved. Last it's been summer. months. Yeah. hmm Okay. I'm wildly I mean, aware. Yeah. Let's get Understandable. Started. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> uh so you found I mean I found it too because I was on Twitter at the time, but but you found this and you were like, we need to destroy this. So we why don't you tell our audience uh, what what we're roasting? Oh my god, there was this list of game, of, of GM advice being shared by this game developer for a, like a triple, like quadruple A, <laughs> like <laughs> studio, who was like, oh, I think I even quoted it here. Yeah. Um, tabletop it. RPGs, oh, let me put on my adequate, or my, uh, let me put on my mediocre white male voice. Okay. <clears throat> Tabletop RPGs can learn a lot from video game design. My games improved massively once I started using my video game tricks in my tabletop game. For each like I get, I'll post one idea from video games you can use to level up your TTRPG. Um, Ugh. he got over 1,300 likes at the time of me creating this outline. I don't even want to think about <laughs> how, how many it's had since then. So I went through the first fifty of his quote level up tricks, and yeah, we're uh... gonna we're gonna discuss them. <laughs> we're gonna break down why they're not actually advice or where they are. Like, there's a couple where I was like, "Hang on, actually." <laughs> so, uh, we're we're gonna do this. So, yeah, um, you know, I don't. 
<laughs> I don't usually do this because I consider it self-aggrandizing at best and boastful at worst. Um, but here's my fucking list of credits for why I am absolutely qualified to point out why this advice is crap. <laughs> uh, one, I've been working in the industry for a decade. Two, I'm a key mechanical designer for Scion Second Edition. I've done popular, I've done <clears throat> mechanical work for Exalted Third Edition, Trinity Continuum, and Aeon. I'm also behind the rules for the apparently popular Vargs system that's present in the Aeon expansion. That's um, the uh, the Mecha rules. I hear that that gets talked about in like the Aeon Discord like all the time. So cool. Uh, three, I'm the developer of Scion Titanomaki, a book of adventures and antagonists, Exalted Crucible of Legend, which is the upcoming storyteller's guide, so literally all about how to run a very complicated game. Uh, three, I'm the developer, <laughs> still three, I'm the developer of Trinity Continuum's Assassins, which is a game tightly focused on action spy and high style games in the mode of John Wick or Hitman, and I'm also the mechanical developer on, on Exalted Essence, which is taking thir Exalted Third Edition, one of the most crunchy games out there, and turning it into a rules-like game while filtering down someone else's expectations into doing something else. So I think I know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> I 3.78. I know what I'm talking about. Um, Monica has all these credentials and I'm just like, I've been doing this a while and this is bullshit. <laughs> all right. So you, you neatly organized all of these. And I'm very I tried pleased. to organize this into like, here's his tips that are conditionally useful. Here's his tips that games actually already do, so this isn't really groundbreaking or exciting in any way. Um, and some things that are that are even things that like, fucking Dungeons and Dragons does. Um, and as we found out after he had posted this list, he was he has only ever played Dungeons and Dragons, so I don't it just. Ugh. <laughs> um, there's a whole section that's just generic, mediocre advice. Again, not even exciting, groundbreaking, or new. And then at the very bottom, oh, then we have advice for players, which is not anything you should include in your advice for running the game. Um, there's the section called literally terrible ideas. <laughs> <laughs> A section called what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> and then at the very, very, very bottom, there's actual good advice that we might discuss later in our own show. Uh, there's only six entries on that part. <laughs> <laughs> The rest uh, is like, what the fuck is we can going... uh, We can turn the actually good advice over to our audience, um, and then they can vote on which one we do next. We Because yeah, all of them will make good far, BXP shows. Yeah, so see how far we can get. Also, so, Henry okay. just came up wearing my YOLO hat, which I bought for a cosplay, uh, and then flipped me off with both hands and then left. <laughs> <laughs> did he come in on his Heelys? No, I, I don't... If he did... if He, he was spiritually on Heelys. So let's, let's let's begin with your category that you've identified as things that are conditionally useful. Things that are conditionally useful. Um, I only have two things on here. Okay. <laughs> One of those is uh, unlockable races. Okay, so <laughs> so this is actually a pretty interesting board game design um, and something that the game Gloomhaven does. Um, because with a board game, you can. Like, this is basically legacy board game design. Um, you can put things in sealed boxes and say, do not open until you've beaten scenario number 35. But you can't do this with an RPG, because what are you going to do? Make the pages invisible in a book? <laughs> like, <laughs> I suppose you could well, do this with a digital could, supplement? Like, I mean, there were the time, there was the time in, like, the old Sierra adventure days when they would give you the hint books with, like, a special pen. That you could, like, a highlighter that you could use to reveal the hints. Yeah, I mean... So I mean, that you couldn't spoil yourself, which I would actually be kind of cool, but... I suppose in today's day and age, you could probably put, like, spoiler text coded into a PDF. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
or like password lock parts of it. You could do this digitally, but it does seem kind of impractical. Yeah. I mean, yeah. otherwise, that's, that's that's you just defined a, a supplement. I mean, you if you had hacked in a new race option, and then the players discover this new race's civilization or become friendly them, friendly with them, or the new race otherwise joins the narrative partway through the campaign, I could see this being an option. But otherwise, just locking a, a fucking ASMR behind a quest seems very strange to me. <laughs> oh, uh, Henry has just informed me that there are some OSR games that do this, uh, and they're just right in the supplement, but they don't become air quotes accessible until certain things are met. Did, was uh, he wearing his hat and still giving you the fingers yes. while he did that? <laughs> and he handed me a note. Uh, <laughs> usually in games where character death is frequent, which we're going to talk about more later. Um, so yeah, I guess you can do it. I just think it'd be kind of hard to keep those a secret in an analog RPG. So yeah, conditionally useful. Yeah. Um, okay. The only other point on the conditionally useful category is something that he, like the writer, referred to as karma points. Okay. For games with, quote, permadeath, which is also what he used okay, well. <laughs> so for our purposes i'm going to assume that when he said permadeath he meant frequent death okay i mean it sounds like he wants us to play dungeons and dragons on um classic mode fire emblem style <laughs> i'm also like what i mean okay <laughs> sure i think there's some room for playing roguelike style tabletop rpgs like that's definitely going to appeal to some people there's nothing wrong with that um dungeon crawl classics actually does this a bit with level zero characters but your whole design that has to be centered around being able to cycle through characters which means character creation better take like i don't know 30 seconds um and advancement should be slow or maybe even tied to how many characters you've lost that sounds pretty interesting actually actually this yeah is, see, but this but is again. actually way harder than it sounds yeah yeah this is uh, uh, conditionally useful. Yeah. Um, and also sounds like kind of an interesting design challenge. <laughs> uh, those were the only two things that were like, okay, maybe. Um, here's, here's the list of things he suggested you should add to your game as like big uh, or, or mega big brain ideas. Okay. But they're things that games literally already do. All right. Milestone experience. What? You mean wow. the, you mean literally the thing that all level-based games do? Uh, the, the way fate advancement works? You mean the thing I've been doing in Exalted since 2004? Yeah, it's a good idea. Lots of games are already doing this. Congrats. Including Dungeons and Dragons. If yeah, you read fuck the off. DMG. Next! Uh, quote, Turbo Mode, which he explains as, as, as a sort of game currency where you spend one of these points to gain a small buff. Henry just added me to say that, to ask me to know if I had, knew I had gin down there. Yes, I do. It's fancy. Anyway, what anyway. he's talking about is called <laughs> hero points in the DMG. Uh, games fucking already do that. What? Uh, yeah. lo lots of games do this, dude. This yeah. is stunt dice from Exalted. Fate points from fate. Inspiration from story path and classic adventure with the exclamation point. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what sort of incredible point you're trying to make here. Next! Mm -hmm. Uh, PCs with bond mechanics. Um, yeah? Duh? Even even 5th edition does this! I'm pretty sure 5th edition has a rule for something like this, if I recall correctly. Um, In but also, any Powered by the Apocalypse game, uh, Scion, Scion, Story Path games, um, Dungeon World, this is not new and not a revelation. Next! Randomized loot. <sighs> <sighs> 
This one blows my goddamn mind. Does he not know that this has existed since D&D's conception? I don't have, know. What... Have, have you never played Dungeons and Motherfucking Dragons, my friend? Did you not know that there are so many random loot charts, from official ones to fan-made ones to ones that come in decks that you could drown in them? Next. <laughs> Read the DMG. Uh, <laughs> factions with reputation. What does this mean? I'm not sure. Does it like the way the factions are laid out in Blades in the Dark? Oh, wait. I, I think what he meant is NPCs you can earn niceness points with who will give you rewards based on how strongly they feel about you. So like the factions are laid out in, the Bla in Blades in the Dark? Yeah. like the icons in 13th Age? Right. Okay. Literally what I just said. Yeah. Next. Already exists in the game. Thank yeah. you. Okay. okay. Real-time combat. No. Next. But I like Speed Factor, though. What if I like speed factor? It, okay, so so real <laughs> real time using those words means no turns. Like everything is happening in real time at the same time, which is literally impossible for a human running a game. No, I think I think he's stuck using video game terminology. I think he meant no rounds or turn structure. I mean, we could talk at length about how to use non traditional initiative and reimagining turn structure, but you literally cannot have real time air quotes combat in a game without a computer managing the NPCs. I will show you directly to the intentional chaos that is Captain Sonar for why this absolutely cannot work in true real time. Ooh. Next. What's Captain Sonar, though? Oh, Captain Sonar is like Battleship meets uh, Artemis. Um, <laughs> Uh, bridge simulator where everyone is the crew of a submarine and all oh. of you have specific roles and you're, you're two teams of four people on either side um and the way you are intentional the way you are meant to play it is you play it in real time so the radio operator has to try to figure out where the other team's submarine is by what the pilot of the other submarine is yelling <gasps> uh and uh, like the captain has to tell people what to do. The engineer has to charge up all the pieces, and then uh, like there's someone else who has to like maintain the whole ship. And it's you like write on whiteboards and stuff. And you are supposed to play it with everyone doing their roles at the same time as the other team. And so it's just yelling, like <laughs> it's just oh my god. It is a teamwork game, intentionally chaotic, where everyone is trying to do their thing at the same time. And the person who's like trying to find the other ship has to try to pay attention to them while also paying attention to their own team. So it's it's like so it's like Artemis. Yes. Meets the fucking space team. Yes. Apps from like ten years ago where you yes. just shout things and shout things at works. each other. Right. That's amazing. It's so much fun. Uh. And but but like the fact that it plays in real time and is in like you can play it turn based, which is like, which is easier obviously because then everybody's role takes their turn. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. But you are meant—that's the easy mode. You are meant to play it in real time because it's meant to be intentionally chaotic. That's like, incredible. <laughs> you cannot—you cannot have six people talking at the same time and one person who has to control all ten enemies and try to expect that that can happen, like without some sort of structure no it just can't happen it would be too chaotic. yeah try try doing that with a fucking dungeons and dragons fight all right right, <laughs> right. i mean like I, anyway. I get the point about wanting to think outside the box of turn structure which maybe can be an episode we'll put that down at the bottom whatever oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay there's all sorts of really interesting approaches to combat turn structure doing it in real time is uh not something that you can design a design your game around unless it's the whole point of your game Right. I.e. Captain Sonar. Right. Um, just a reminder, this guy, again, game dev for a huge, big name, like, video game company whose name is, is just two letters. 
and he got like over a thousand likes and retweets for this garbage. So, uh, his next, uh, his next wild idea that games already do legendary weapons. <laughs> for fuck's sake, play exalted next. Wait, no, 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 okay. no, 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 not next. I'm taking that back. Uh, also, Weapons of the Gods, or its more modern iteration, Legends of the Wulin. Um, also, Dungeons and Fucking Dragons! God, I just... Please, 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 I'm begging you, read one, one, supplement besides the PHP before you open your fucking mouth. Next. Just, the DMG has been out for so long! Alright, um, his next one was Quest for, quote, OP Divine Magic. Please, for the love of God, read the part of the book that tells you how to run the game. Lie down. Try not to cry. Read the DMG instead. Um, <laughs> Mission-specific mechanics. Specifically, Ooh. things like setting-based setting effects, which are otherwise known as moves in Powered by the Apocalypse game, uh-huh. or Fate Fractals. Uh-huh. Also... There's literally a section of this in the fucking Dungeon Master's Guide. How the fuck does this guy think he has the authority to talk this much about groundbreaking shit when he never fucking read the Dungeon Master's Guide? Uh... (laughs) (sighs) All right. What's the next category? So, generic mediocre advice. <laughs> Things that we covered in like the first two seasons of our show. Right, okay. And we didn't get thousands of likes. I mean, we should have thousands. I'm of not likes. bitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, several people are typing. <laughs> oh, that's way too many of you. Oh, no. Oh, God. All right. Let's, what's, what's at the top of this list? Um, Zvay says first time <clears throat> or real time turn resolution. There's only one D20. Whoever grabs it for goes first. (laughs) (laughs) Or, as lots of you have have pointed out, you could just fight each other for real. (laughs) (laughs) Generic, mediocre advice. Okay. Bonus objectives. You, you, You mean like having more than one thing to do in a game? Yeah. Wow, I never considered such a thing. Thanks, mediocre white dude. Good thing this professional game dev is here to help us. What would I have done without him? Next. <laughs> Unlockable classes. Ugh, just, okay, Margaret, please back up and edit in the part that I said about unlockable races, blah, 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 Gloomhaven, blah, 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 practical, blah, 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 digital supplement, OSR games, Henry flipping me off, blah, blah, blah. Every one of our Margarets is here, so Every, sure Okay, one of the Margarets get on that. This is barely more useful than unlockable races, um, but potentially a character, quote, earns a warlock patron and multi-classes through the story. This isn't really a revolutionary thing. Um, Flip your spell requirements, by which he means spells are easier to learn and components are difficult to find. (laughs) Okay, so so making powers, you expect your players to use easy to read, understand, and available for regular play is, like, actually not awful advice. Um, but, like, this is more of a D&D problem than a general problem. And also, hold on a second, if you made the spells easy to learn but the components more difficult to find, then you've just made them harder to use, or you've introduced, like, a, a mini-game where, like, your wizard has to go craft for things, and then eventually someone's gonna get bored of that, and then that's gonna become something people house rule out and ignore. So, right. um, no. Uh, but also, like, Making spells easy to learn or like the sort of thing that everybody can have access to, which is something, you know, D&D 
fourth edition did, and all of you wailed and gnashed your teeth. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's okay, but it's not game changing. Um, and there were a non-zero number of people commenting on this part of the thread, complaining that video games would, video games are what gave us fourth edition. <laughs> I mean, here's my spicy take from 2009. D&D fourth edition is a good game, whether you liked it or not. And it was extremely well designed. I'm so tired of having this fight. It's 2020 and I'm right. Thank you, next. <laughs> <laughs> NPCs give you things if you're nice to them. So this is just half decent jamming? Okay, uh -huh. next. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me roll this one back, not next. Can okay, we consider okay. for a minute what a hostile environment his gaming table must be if this is considered good advice? <sighs> oh my Fuck god. <laughs> the, the, uh, the wandering murderer party. <laughs> where you have to, like, incentivize them to actually care about your game setting. Um, encounters with multiple solutions. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Who have you been playing with? This is so good. Who hurt you? Are you okay? Dan, blink once for yes, blink twice for no. Do they have you hostage? Please DM me if you're being held against your will. Use fast travel. I personally love the excruciating detail of role-playing through every possible travel scenario, don't you? He, um, he specifically cites this as a way to keep absent players out of a scenario, as in, like, they fast-traveled home. So it's like the right solution for the wrong reason. I can't with this. Next. <laughs> um, don't track boring things. Yes, of course. I've, I've been ignoring ammo for over a decade now. You expect me to keep track of rations and torches or some shit? I mean, okay, hold on. Let me, let me just, okay. There's some people who really love playing dungeons and spreadsheets. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. that person is not me. No, but they valid. not me. <laughs> so this my point to this here is learn to design for your audience so like if you were writing a dungeons and spreadsheets game that's fine but understand that that's your audience and that people yes. not everybody likes that and so like yes. the idea of don't track boring things is not going to appeal to some people hey maybe the design for your audience should be a bxp episode hasn't it already been mm, kind of <laughs> Maybe you should right. listen to bonus experience. Maybe Next. I should listen to my own podcast. All right. Uh, use temporary power-ups like potions. I guess, not JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's another solution for an only D&D &D problem. I guess those, I mean, the magic weapons add up fast and potions only last for like an encounter, I guess. I don't know. Uh, like, like, okay, this is just not advice, again. Um, I mean, if you're setting in system, call for temporary boost items and include them. And if it doesn't, then don't. Next! And and then he listed use temporary power-ups again. Uh, I'm not I, sure why. Margaret, do the thing. <laughs> One of the Margarets, you're all here. Rewind the episode, cut that out, and just have me saying it twice again. <laughs> Rob is Rob is saying I don't know how the seasons work on the show I hope this is a season premiere episode to remind everyone that this is a spite driven show <laughs> <laughs> I mean goddamn are, right it is <laughs> we we do have our official season three release is on Monday that's our first episode and you certainly could edit this disaster this will be our season it. grand opening <laughs> if you want to we can totally release it as our first episode but anyway um change the difficulty of encounters if they're too easy or too hard i mean short answer duh long answer duh <laughs> <laughs> okay multi-phase fights 
oh, oh, okay, okay, let's talk about we, this one. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll put this in, this is in the bottom category, too. Okay, we can, we can discuss it in more detail later or do a whole episode on it or whatever, whatever you guys vote for. Um, but let me say that if done right, multi-stage fights can be rad as fuck and incredibly dynamic. But it's not great for every game. Listen, some games are just not about big set piece fights. I've just been hammering on this point about knowing what your game is about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Next. Cut scenes showing events the players are not present for. Um, can I mail this guy a copy of Apocalypse World? Because this is just thinking <laughs> off screen and then talking about it. Or yep, it, this is a conditional story mechanic. This is reinventing the wheel starring this guy. I mean, it's really neat <laughs> if you're good at storytelling opposition or maybe if you're running a text game and then you can just like write a little bit of fiction that people can read between sessions. Um, but like, if that's not your bag, don't do it. <laughs> no, man. This, again, not really groundbreaking advice. Uh, boss survives to fight again. <laughs> yes, recurring villains are a fun way to make your game more engaging. Mm. Boss survives to fight again, again. But this time he phrased it like the nemesis system from the recent Lord of the Rings games. Um, these are just the rivalry versions of NPC gives you things based on how they feel. Just listen to our NPC episodes, okay? Yes, recurring villains are a fun way to make your game more engaging. (laughs) (laughs) I could just have Margaret, like, splice it in, like, twice so it's the same exact (laughs) fucking voice quote. Experience for things that aren't fighting. Uh, We've dipped into a lot of (laughs) indie game, did it, in our answers here, but for fuck's sake, White Wolf has been doing this since the late 80s, and this isn't new, what the fuck? Okay, no, 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 wait. I, I need to stop leaning on White Wolf and Onyx Path games just because I work for them. Traveler, which has been around since the dawn of RPG time, has given XP for non-combat slash based its advancement on non-combat stuff literally since its inception. Furthermore, War Games, which gave us tabletop RPGs the same way Grave Wolves eventually became pugs, often have <laughs> objective-based scoring that has nothing to do with engaging, engaging your opponent violently. Even the evolutionary root does this. Please stop talking like you know what you're talking about because you clearly don't i am i am in love with the idea that tabletop rpgs are the pugs to war games gray wolves (laughs) (laughs) just these tiny malformed adorable bug-eyed things (laughs) all right are you ready because we're in the we're in a really great spot here reward for reaching goal that isn't loot reward for reaching goal that isn't loot again Mm-hmm. And reward for reaching goal that isn't loot again. Mm. I listed it three times because he just gave three examples of how to reward players with things that aren't items and treated them like three separate ideas. <laughs> oh, ye of little imagination. Uh, not only are these tepid bits of advice for D&D players, they are literally things every game but D&D already does. Uh, use hints and mysteries to make players curious. Okay. Okay. All right. Look, all right. Storytelling is hard. I get it. <laughs> some people, some people, some people need it in tips and tricks because it's hard to analyze why something abstract works the way it does. But did you know if you encourage player engagement, they will become engaged? Is so fucking useless. <laughs> this is the fucking worst. <laughs> oh, hey, we have an episode on that. Go listen to it. On player engagement, it's great. Yeah, it'll keep you quote engaged. engaged. <laughs> Get it? You yeah! see what I did? Ah, um, okay. He also suggests 
town building. Uh, maybe. Uh, all right. So, like, in certain systems and scenarios. All right. This is, again, just an extension of NPCs give you things. Um, go play the quiet year. Um, all right. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> the quiet year isn't really an RPG, having played it. Um, but it does let you build something really interesting, and, like, you could totally play the Quiet Ear to, like, build the world you're about to play in, just like you could use Microscope to yeah. do the same thing. Um, okay, but, like, if you yeah. want to make having a community important, then do so. Uh, look at company creation from Rain, uh, crew with a C and O E from Blades, and crew with a K and an E from Geist. <laughs> uh, lots of systems out there for building a community and making that important to gameplay. This isn't a bad suggestion, just one that's a non-answer without context. You know what? Put this one on the list, too. It's a good all right, thing to talk about. Okay. You got it. All right. Uh, all right. Last one in this category. Okay. Limit playable classes and races to fit the setting and tone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> I never would have thought of that. All right, please. Wow! <laughs> you get a like and a retweet. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> please picture me staring into the camera like we're on the office. Yes, design your game to fit your setting, tone, expectations, and audience. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we made it through. We made it through that one. All right. So well, we're not done I, though. Should I even read through the advice for players? Um, yes, because I have a whole bunch of yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Advice for players! <laughs> this isn't even for people running the game. Right. I don't know why he included it in his advice for Dungeon Masters. Okay. But here we go. All right. He recommends that players use personalized and customized weapons. God, I've never wanted a human being to play Exalted more in my life. <laughs> he recommends players use class changes. Yeah, make me pass an exam to do it! Who do I have to beat up to get a seal to get into a dark magic class? <laughs> It's a, it's a Fire Emblem joke. Hey, did you know that not every every game has classes? And just 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 throwing that out there. Um, also, things like PBTA games and Hell Chronicles of Darkness have the ability to let you dip into the abilities of other air quotes classes. I am turning into a you know nothing Jon Snow meme at a molecular level. This is um, he he. This is sort of a player thing, but it requires GM like approval. Um have your equipment come from the trophies of defeated foes mm. um i mean like i said you need you need players with agency and the authority to do this as well as a game that actually supports these systems like D, which is clearly the only game this guy ever played um a gm couldn't exactly require these things of their players oh man i love claiming trophies for my sentient human opponents and trinity continuum makes me feel like a real serial killer trinity assassin coming out <laughs> in 24 Fuck my ass. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I seri- couldn't remember. Uh, next year, probably. Um, seriously, though, this is something that feels awesome if your game is about overcoming monsters or external inhuman threats. Think about what an RPG based on Monster Hunter would be like, for example. Ah, um, yeah, I will, But when you actually. port this over to games like Leverage and Core Trinity Continuum and, by extension, Aeon, which are games about humans versus other humans or other human-adjacent things, often in action movie or heist contexts, then it's just creepy. <laughs> okay, I hear you making the argument that, what, you've never knocked out a security guard to steal their ID card? Fine, fine. Sure, that can be an option, but ugh, don't use the word trophy. Who are you, Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> We're not making a coat of skin here. Right. That was um, Ed Gein. But, um... He <laughs> recommends that players use titles. I am Ferdinand von Eyre! <laughs> Seriously, though, what does this mean? 
I, um, I think like if a character does something big, then NPCs will refer to them by their relevant title. Please, please, <laughs> please play Exalted. Um, he recommends that goals should be more than quote stop the bad thing from happening. Okay, such as bad thing gonna happen is like the core of conflict. But yeah. I suppose personal growth can be a goal, too, where you could be writing, um, oh, what's the weird word for it? Honobono game that's just about feeling good, like an Animal yeah. Crossing RPG that's literally just about having good feelings. Yeah. But then that's sort of just like a, an experience and less about having a goal, I suppose. Is that what you mean? What do you mean? I don't know what he fucking... He <laughs> recommends players care about the GM. Please. <laughs> he also recommends handing out bonus experience for out-of-game things like bringing dinner, stuff like that. Yeah. Um... These all require conversations between the player and the GM. Um, I have no idea why be nice to the GM is considered a level up tip, but here we fucking are. I will now slowly <laughs> slide out of my chair and congeal into a puddle on the floor. Please excuse me. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, we're coming up on my favorite ones. I hope all right, y'all are okay. ready. This is, this is when I get real head up. The literally terrible ideas. <laughs> Make gold useful. <laughs> uh notice how no other tabletop rpg deals with wealth and quantity anymore of course not because you've only ever played dungeons and dragons well <laughs> gold in D D is not useful gold can't buy anything a player cares about or wants to actually deal with in game gold is a nightmare to balance do not bother with gold do not encourage dms to even try please ignore gold Please turn it into a rollable skill or something. Or just give players vouchers for fuck's sake. Good for one bunk and one fuck at Yield Tavern. <laughs> Whenever I see a tip like this, it, it makes me wonder, but also tells me a lot about that person's background as a player of tabletop games. Like, it's not that gold never used to be useful, because gold used to be how characters leveled up in D&D. Like, additions prior to... Um, I think it's second advanced is was necessary for for leveling up. Like um, basic D and D is actually one of my favorite iterations of it. And like you have to get the treasure out of the fucking dungeon and get it back to your base or to some point of civilization before you can level. And that like adds a mini game of like oh we have to get this loot without getting killed and that's like neat. Like that's fun, um, and useful. Are is he saying bring that back? Because I'm kind of on board with that. Um, or is the problem that he doesn't think gold has a well-defined value as compared to the items available in various supplements? Then that's a problem with gold as an in-game currency. Does he think gold needs to be used for more hard air for more hard air quotes realistic things like paying for medicine, lodging, and food? Well, this is a surface-level statement. So what's the real issue here? Hey, Ray, move this to the bottom. I have yeah, things okay. to say. All right. Yeah. Okay. Can in-game currency done be done well? Hell yeah! Just look at coin from blades. Anyway, next. Oh, yeah, coin is... Yeah, yeah. Um, Real-world time limits. <sighs> All right, well, we disagree <laughs> here, so go on. Have you ever run a convention game? Yes. It's hard enough planning an adventure with a specific time limit without letting the players alone keep the pace. There are much better abstractions you can use in place of literal real-world time when running modern D&D. Okay, I I'm gonna go to bat for this a little bit, but 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 with context, okay? 
So I have a story about a siege weapon firing once every 15 minutes in real time during an ex a very tense exalted combat. Uh, and I did that uh, just to build a sense of fear and tension. Like they were, they were trapped in this like high rise building um, underground. They were in like a Jadeborn city and there was this like skyscraper sized stalactite and stalagmite that had fused together into this one giant building. Oh, nice. Um, and the Jadeborn were pissed off that all these exalts were here. Um, and they lined up a lightning ballista outside the building and just started firing it every floor into the building until they found them. And it went off every 15 minutes in real time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and it it scared the shit out of everyone. Um, because it, it was also like a monthly game, so we were going to play for several hours. Um, so like, if you can do something like that where this enemy does a thing every 30 seconds or every 5 minutes or whatever to put the fear of God in your players and, like, create this tension and focus that makes them more invested in what's going on, because if they fuck around too long, something bad's gonna happen. Okay! I'm on board with that. That is a good tool for building tension. However, like you said, if you're running a con game or something where you must play within two hours and saying, we have 30 minutes to get to the first part of the, the adventure is, like, you know fine but should all your adventures be played this way oh fuck no come on like yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a season to taste sort of thing that's a tool in your toolbox that's not <laughs> exactly that's not an all things need to be done this way right this requires context right saying oh you have exactly two hours to do this dungeon is well we don't really do timed dungeon runs anymore um well all right maybe this is conditional all i right. still think it's awful monica thinks it's all right <laughs> Here's one that's legitimately <laughs> making me mad. Okay. Uh quote this is his own his own writing. Right. Ludicrous side quests. Places that you warn the players not to go to, but give them cool rewards for facing the difficult optional encounter that waits for them there. Okay. Um either your players are going to misunderstand you and then get mad when this difficult optional encounter completely stomps them. Or they will completely understand you and actually not go to the place you told them not to go. Uh, this is terrible advice for the average GM, and this is really difficult to pull off, even for an experienced one. I'm... Put this one on the list to talk about later, because difficult optional encounters and places too dangerous to be is something that you can totally do. Um, especially if you want to do an open-world Hexcarl-type game. Mm -hmm. But... Boy, does it require some work and yep. communication and expectations, and ugh, it's exhausting. Next. This is not beginner GM advice. No! This is not level up your DMing. This is, like, you have to practice at that shit, and you have to know your table, and you have to know your game. All right. Okay. <laughs> so now there's the category called, what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> he says... Campaign structure. Okay. <laughs> then he says something about making a game that you could play through yourself and name drops Telltale. I have no idea what this tweet was meant to convey. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you should have a com a campaign structure, I guess. I don't, I don't know what this is. Does he does he want an RPG to be single player? He's misunderstood I know. how tabletop <laughs> games work. Anyway, in general structure. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. But for every like, he'll give you a tip. And he got 1,300 likes. Oh my god, we have an episode um, about this. Tangible consequences. I, I don't know. I don't know why he thinks he needs to tell people their games should include consequences for what the players do. <laughs> that's, that's the whole point of a fucking game. <laughs> 
as opposed to intangible ones? I don't know. Emotional ones. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing? <laughs> what does this mean? Do you want me to make enamel pins for my group whenever they complete a story arc? I don't have that kind of money, Dan. I work in tabletop RPGs. Cosmic consequences. I don't know what the D- fuck he... Right. Deal 50d10 damage to the player. Not the so- character, the player. <laughs> <laughs> then he has a whole tweet about attacking the weak point. He goes on about allowing players to take advantage of monsters' weaknesses. Uh-huh. This is, of course, not the issue. You don't need to tell a player to attack a monster's flashing weak point. Like, that's just fucking gamer intuition. The issue is how to convey to the players what a monster's weakness is. How do you allow them access to that information? Give players meaningful decisions in combat. <laughs> this is... I... 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 I have no idea if I'm, like, missing something with this one. I didn't write any context for this, so I guess this is all he said. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, 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 this is one of those, ex- those surface-level complaints, because my darling Dan does not know what he's talking about, but I know exactly what the meaning behind this is, because of the two of us, I'm pretty sure that one of us has been part of a design team for a tabletop combat system from the ground up for more than one system. Spoilers, it's me. <sighs> I understand what this means, and I know how to articulate it, but I think we're going to have to put this on the topic list for later, because I may go off for a while. (laughs) How about next? (laughs) Bethany wants to know what kinds of games this guy plays that don't, by default, involve at least half of these. Um... I want to say Dungeons and Dragons, but the thing is that, like, half of these are in Dungeons and Dragons, so I don't know what the fuck he thinks he's been playing. (laughs) (laughs) The very last one of the, what the fuck does this mean, is... Write your tabletop RPG to be customized. And I think my nose just started bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I gave Monica the Rona. (laughs) Okay, okay. No. But also, yes. But, okay, listen. Making making a general system that, like, can handle a bunch of different genres and a bunch of different playstyles is hard. Like really hard years of work focus games almost always hit different as the kids say um and if your system is so dense that nobody can figure out how to write things for it then that's a problem with your system also spoilers literally every tabletop rpg is customizable it just depends on how much work you're willing to do change it if you want to (laughs) all right okay so the the final this is the bottom this is the end of the list we've made it through to the actual good advice that maybe we could actually discuss. Yeah, vote now on your um, phones. Don't I don't know how you <laughs> how would they do that? Um, I guess we can put a we can put an open <laughs> we can put an open poll up on Patreon. So like, if you guys aren't already patrons, you can toss us a dollar because we actually do live shows pretty often. Um. Oh, you're talking about like vote with your money. Oh, we can well, see like, you. Well, I mean, yes, vote with your money, but also, like, I don't know where else to post a poll. I guess we post a poll on Twitter. Toss a coin to BXP. Toss a coin to BXP. Yeah, give us, <laughs> give us a buck, because we do, we do do live shows pretty regularly, um, and, but they're just member-locked. Uh, so, um, and also then, you know, we, we post dumb shit on our Patreon, too. So, do You didn't think I was going to shill at the end of this? I No, I'm proud of you. Um, <laughs> so. Um, one of the things that he posted that I was actually like, mm, you know what, maybe he suggested a uh, GM facing open adventures. Um, for example, the murderer could be any one of these three NPCs, all depending on the player actions. Okay. All right. Not, not bad. Not bad. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I actually kind of like the idea yeah. of designing right. an open-ended adventure that even the GM isn't exactly sure how it will play out, especially for the uh, for if you're, say, running a con game and you're running the same game in multiple slots. Oh. If you design it open-ended, then even you can go into it knowing, I have no idea how my players are going to handle this. Oh, it would, um, it'd also be pretty cool if someone shows up for all for each one of the, the slots you're running and then gets a different experience every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like, okay. you know, when they first aired Clue in theaters and there was a different ending every time you went. <laughs> <laughs> um, he suggested, okay, one of these was that was just puzzles should be fun, which is fucking no shit, Sherlock. Okay. But how? I mean- um... But, I mean, this is actually something that can be discussed. Puzzles are hard to design. Yeah. Or, well, puzzles are easy to design. Fun puzzles are very <laughs> difficult to design. <laughs> all right, all right. Who who added this? Was this you? Probably. Every encounter is a puzzle. Some require violence. I mean, that does sound like something I would write. That sounds like something that Monica would say. <laughs> Zve says... Rashomon the tabletop experience. Oh, okay. I'm intrigued by that. Just is there not an indie game based on Rashomon? I mean, Just, there's probably a LARP based on Rashomon. There's got to be, right? I, I will ask I would be fucking down for that. I will ask my LARP expert friends if they know if there's a LARP. That would be incredible. With the idea of multiple perspectives based on, on Rashomon. That'd be yeah. Cool. yeah. That would be so much fun. Zve, you're an idea man. Yeah. Okay. Am I pronouncing that right? Zwei. Zwei, yeah. Zwei. Yeah. That's it. It's German. It's German. Yep. Okay. Um, Mod your RPG. Help players learn how to mod it too. I hate that terminology. <laughs> but I mean, he's got a point. Like, you know how to change it if you want to. How do you help your players in your game learn how to change it if they want to? I mean, he's using right? the word mod here, but the, the popular parlance is just hack. Hack. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I run into this when I run Fate for new players. I always tell them, just leave your stunts blank because I'll I'll help you come up with stunts in play. But that came from experience. So how do I kind of bootstrap them into understanding how to just on the fly create something new for themselves in an open-ended narrative game like that? I don't know. We'll have to talk about we'll it. We'll have to talk about it. Um, multi-phase fights, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, if done right, multi-phase fights can be rad as fuck and incredibly dynamic, but it's not great for every game. And there's rules for that in, say, Scion, correct? Uh, there's rules for fighting things that are really big in stages, like Shadow of the Colossus style. Right. And um, uh, we should probably talk about that. And I would love to hear about the theory, like, in that, like, behind that design, like, space, I guess. Where you're like, we want, you know, Shadow of the Colossus fights. How do we model that? Yeah, well, we'd have to call in Danielle for that one. That's fine. Yeah. Where's D? He's not here. <laughs> not here. Um, make gold useful. You okay. were there for I that. Mean, yeah, I was there for that. Like, we can talk about all the things that I yelled about over there. Like, making your endgame currency mean something. Like, do you want it to work the way classic D&D experience worked? Where, like, part of the challenge of playing the encounter is getting uh, the stuff out so you can level up like is that the 10 kind of thing you want to create like what are what do you mean let's go over i would it. love to talk about uh using currency as a skill as opposed to a tracked resource because yeah i hate tracking resources so much Big mood. <laughs> um and then the last one was give players meaningful decisions in combat right, which I'm... i thought was a no fucking brainer but apparently there's a lot behind that yeah um there's a lot more to it than just meaningful decisions because 
let me just sort of give the, the cliffs notes of what we would go into, because the idea, when, when people say, I want a meaningful decision, what they mean is that they want to basically have more than one thing to do, and also for, like, their socially focused or investigative or, like, crafter guy to have something to do to support the team or contribute instead of sitting there stacking dice while the, the, the guy who plays the combat character cleans up, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, like, I think the point of that is to build in things into your system so that everyone, regardless of how they've specced their character, has something to do, which is something that Exalted Essence paid a lot of attention to. It's my tiny Exalted Essence spoiler at the end of this. <laughs> yeah, should I advertise it so that you can, like... I know you've been tormenting the oh, Exalted... Oh, uh... I, I mean, I'm technically still not allowed to say anything pretty, pretty overt, um, and I didn't there. I just said that making meaningful decisions and having things for non-combat focused characters to do is something I paid attention to. So that's not that's barely a spoiler. Uh, we'll probably do an episode two and get all the other developers on. We should do that. We should do an episode. Okay. Episode. All right. I'm making the uh, emoji poll somehow. Where's the? I want the. Where's the monster face? I love that guy. The where's the grinning face? demon? He's got the the red oni face. Oh, um, there's no. I'm just gonna go with onion. <laughs> I can't find oni. <laughs> oh, is it is imp, it... Rob? Oh, Rob. Imp? No, it's no, the it's the um, red grimacing it oni face. No. You know what I mean, don't you? I know big what you're nose? talking about. Big big nose. Angry? Big oh. nose? No, that's not it. That's not it. Dave's messing with me. I I thought it was a tengu mask. Tengu. There it is! What's it called? What's its name? Yeah, what is that? Is it just mask? Japanese... Japanese goblin. <laughs> no! It is Japanese goblin! I hate that! I hate that so much! <laughs> I hate that! No, the one Dave has. The one Dave has. What's that one? Uh, Give me Japanese that one. ogre. Japanese ogre. Fuck me. Just cut... Ugh. 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 Japanese ogre. Fuck me. That makes me mad. <laughs> Meaningful combat crap fight. Alright, that was uh okay. That sword. was that was the last one. Crossed sword. Ooh. Crossed swords. Oh. oh. Crossed swords. Oh. I see. I'm getting a little sword. Alright, we we've posted a poll in Gay Baby Jail. Which um, which one should we do next? Vote now on your phones. Vote I guess you could vote now on your phones, huh? That's what episode like that. we do oh, next? Have you not been paying attention? <laughs> I guess we weren't very clear. I guess not. Oh, uh, my youngest just woke up. <laughs> He's like, okay. is breakfast We're... already finished? Oh, baby boy, it's 1 p.m. Uh, I mean, I feel him. I, I used to be that kid, too. Julia made dark chocolate peanut butter chocolate chip muffins for breakfast. <gasps> out of pan- pancake mix. What? Uh, yeah, I was like, I'm going to do all these cons again this year. And now I'm like, I don't think I am. <laughs> Metatopia, and I just, I, I really liked CantCon last year. I really hope I can go to CantCon again. Um, and I really have been looking forward to doing Metatopia, like, for real. Because last year I just sort of showed up. <laughs> this year I want to, like, register and plan and do, like, adult things, you know? Yeah. I mean, Bring we, money for all the good sandwiches I'm going to eat. We, <laughs> we did do adult things. We took a nap. We took so many naps. <laughs> 
Oh my god, we took so many naps at Metatopia. Yeah, I'm it, too old for this shit. <laughs> the, the, the BXP hotel room was was the napping house. Nap central. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep if you want to. True facts. All right. Uh, do we want to? Do we have a wrap up? I didn't post. I didn't write a wrap up. I don't know what. I don't know what to say. Bye. <laughs> I don't know what to. Oh, we can do our closer. Can we remember oh! our closer? Monica, yeah. Where can they find us online? Oh, uh, they can they can find us at bxpcast.com. And uh something something misdirected mark network. Oh, yeah, part of the misdirected mark network. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do know that we script this, right? How long have we been doing this? We don't remember. <laughs> well, we've, we've we've handicapped ourselves because everything is scripted, so there's no need to memorize it. Um, where could they email us, Monica? <coughs> Monica, no! <laughs> Stay with me! <laughs> I just have a cold! Um, if they want to shoot us an email and vote on their phones about what episode they'd like us to do next, they can shoot us an email to bonusexpcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Are we on Twitter, too? We are on Twitter. We are also at bonusexpcast. Don't, don't post F to pay respects. She's still here. <laughs> She's not I don't even have yet. a fever! <laughs> what was it? BXPcast at Twitter.com? Yes, BXPcast at Twitter.com. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You've done it. You've uh, killed Ray. I feel better. <laughs> um, uh, how about you? Are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. You can follow Stop me. Stop at- posting F! <laughs> I'm fine! Follow me on Twitter at Zena Sun. <laughs> I'm um, <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm at Ray underscore Cole. <laughs> I can't believe Bonus Experience is dead. I can't believe Bonus Experience is fucking dead. <laughs> Who's gonna replace Monica if she passes away? Margaret. Um, Margaret. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just gonna be me talking to Margaret, and every so often you'll hear like like ice cubes in a whiskey glass and a really <laughs> dignified sip. <laughs> Sometimes I can still hear Monica's voice. <laughs> yes, and, a, and an onion sandwich. Margaret drinking whiskey, eating a peanut butter what and onion you, sandwich. What are you messing with? What am I hearing? Is that your fidget oh, thing? Yes, I'm sorry, it's my fidget. Okay, I was like, what? It's the little, it's the little quickie, clicky wheel. It's what monstrosity are you opening? Under- <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's yeah, stop yeah. posting F! <laughs> We're fine! Bonus experience is not dead. <laughs> oh, Zvi's right. You know, I haven't seen Margaret with the, like, traditional ice cubes because it would water down the whiskey. Um, she uses those really fancy, like, big round ice cubes that, like, melt really slowly and uniformly. Yeah, she would. Yeah, those giant ice balls. Those yeah. giant ice balls. Or rocks. Yeah, could use whiskey stones. <laughs> oh, whiskey stones. We should get her those for her birthday. We should. My birthday in real life is coming up very soon. <gasps> That's right. Yeah, I won't. That's be right. Able- you're in Aries. I am. I probably won't be able to do anything for it though. It's it's like in the next few weeks, right? I don't yeah, remember the day. I'm so sorry. It's April, <laughs> it's April and you're in Aries. Yes, it's April fourth because it's really easy to remember. That's right. Two days before E's birthday. Yeah. E is. That's also I think the day that my dog was born. <laughs> Happy birthday to your dog. Now I will. Don't please don't. I'm so sorry that I remember. 
my dog's birthday and not yours. <laughs> I've known you for a very long time. Literally 15 years. <laughs> and I do not remember when your birthday is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Everyone else will remember. And I hope that you all will remind me. <laughs> like, I at remember... me on Twitter. Be like, Ray, Monica's birthday's coming. <laughs> yeah, same. Same as why I only, I only know people's birthdays because of Facebook. I, I just, I honestly, I remember months and I remember sun signs so I can narrow it down to within like two weeks. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I got I... some children to feed. Okay. So. Go feed your children and your bread. Everybody get out. All right. Let's go. Change it if you want to. Change it if you want to. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray, and edited by Margaret. Our logo and art are by Nino Studios. Check them out on Instagram and Twitter. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK, and is used under the Attribution Non-Commercial Creative Commons license. Bonus Experience is a part of the Misdirected Mark Network. This podcast is a permanent charm, reducing the difficulty of all storyteller roles by your essence. We'll see you next time.